What's up, gang? Andrew Cooper here. No Howard Bender today. He's off doing baseball stuff with Jim Bowden. Who cares? Boo. Boo is exactly right. We got something better for you folks. Not only do we have uh, Dustin Lucky here of Dynasty Pros, my guy, a guy that I like having on because he has a very similar process to me. Not only that, but he has boots on the ground at the combine. You are in Indianapolis right now, Dustin. That's correct. I am. This, the Colt Stadium is literally on the other side of my hotel room. And then right next door is the convention center where all the interviews are happening. So, yeah, I was there last yesterday. I'll be there today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. It's, it's a good time. Awesome. And you're always out there crushing it. I mean, is this your this is your second one or have you done a few? My of these? Second, one. second one. Yeah, nice, dude. I mean, like last year, having you know, having you be able to call into the show, pop in super invaluable on top of maybe the number one thing that you do for us. My maybe my favorite thing. I think you already know what it is. You are like the pronunciation expert. And I am so bad with that that I just I love having you available to clarify that stuff. And and you put out a guide, right? That's on uh, you know, that's up on your Twitter and stuff, right? Yeah, it's so funny because it's just a resource that is out there that the NFL puts out. They just don't publicize it well. And, and I just like, well, let's get this out to people because we need to know. Like, we can't be pronouncing these guys' names wrong. Like, they're putting their bodies on the line to entertain us. The least we can do is, like, pronounce their names right. Well, I'll tell you, dude, for uh, the and the problem that I run into, especially, is if I go too long without being corrected, then it's just stuck. Like, and yeah. and a certain players, like I just kind of like mumble their name to get through it. Like I swear, for years, like with Alvin Kamara, I just say it as fast as possible. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> is it Kamara? Is it Kamara? I don't just sneak it. I just sneak it in there, dude. Because just you know, yeah. I I get into these bad habits, man. You can't change it. It's like when you read a book when you're and you're, when you're and then they make the movie. And you're like, yeah. wait a second, it's Hermione? No, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so uh, you, I, I love that you come and help us with that. That's one of the biggest things. Everybody in the chat, thank you guys for popping in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Definitely hit that like and subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Uh, this is the deepest, darkest part of the offseason, but we got the combine here. So Good what we're going to do today, I want to go through some just some quick news and notes. We got to do it because we're only doing weekly shows really at this point. So we're just going to get you guys up to date on the important stuff. Then I want to ask Dustin about his process, just like we've been doing with all the guests uh, lately, you know, Jacob Sanderson, Jax Falcone, all the, just kind of get an idea of what you do. And then I, you know, typically what we've been doing is kind of looking at some players uh, for Dynasty. But I mean, since you were there, let's just talk about what you expect talk to rookies. see. Yeah, talk rookies, talk at it all. It's, it's that time of year. So we're going to have you on the front end getting us ready. And then next week, uh, Derek Brown's going to come on and talk about what happened. So I feel like we got a pretty good setup here. Right? There you go. All right. So in news and again, uh, you know, some of this stuff, not super relevant to fantasy, but we want to make sure people know what's going on. Uh, Chiefs franchise tag Legereus Sneed. Good move, Dustin, you think? Yeah. I mean, how do you not want to have Legereus Sneed on your team? Like he's a shutdown guy on the back end. You just need to have him. Right. And they kind of set it up that, you know, Chris Jones kind of uh, if, if you're Chris Jones agent, you kind of got to be doing the face palm a little bit. It's like, dude, don't tell them you're going to take it that you want to stay and take a discount. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, let's let's get the money and you can stay, too. Right. But he already did that. So they're going to franchise tag with Jerry Sneed and then negotiate with Chris Jones, which is smart. Uh, T Higgins tagged. People have been saying, like, you know, that they're going to tag and trade him. But I don't know that this isn't basketball. This time. Right. No, I mean, I think there's still a possibility they could tag and trade them. I mean, tagging them smart, right? You want to keep them. It lets you negotiate. The, they could trade them if they get a massive haul, but I don't think there's going to be an offer, especially with what I expect the wide receivers to do this weekend at the combine. I don't think there's going to be a market for T. Higgins that's going to outweigh trading him. 
Right. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Uh, John o. Smith released. Uh, the Chiefs are releasing Marquez Valdez Scantling. I don't know, man. He's done. I mean, he'll still play, but like he was never viable for fantasy to begin with. Now he's just probably done, done. I mean, like what's going to, I just don't see what the next step would be. He played with Aaron Rodgers, wasn't relevant. Played with Patrick Mahomes, wasn't particularly relevant. I mean, like Peyton Manning going to come back? I mean, I just don't see how, like if he can't be relevant with those guys, who is he going to be relevant with? He could sign on if, let's say, the Colts, Alex Pierce gets hurt and they just need a burner to take the top off. Like, he'll be that kind of role on a team. He'll sign midseason with a team that just has a hucket chucket type guy who can just air it out. I could see the Bills taking a stab at him just to kind of as a deep threat later yeah, in the season. Right. That just be interesting. Okay. Right. Gabe Davis is probably is gone. So, like, they just might need someone who runs out there and just runs go routes, like all workout team, but he gets one or two passes a game. And it makes the defense stay honest in the back end. Emmanuel Sanders in that role, John Brown in that role, best ball, deep best ball. I think if you can, if he can land somewhere with a big arm, we go deep best ball. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Demarcus Robinson back with the Rams, one year, five mil. They like him. Solid player, Um, wide receiver three, whatever. Yeah. 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 And then uh, in other news, and then we'll get some rumors. Rumors can often be more fun than the news. Uh, I'll choose, as as you know, Dustin, you've been, we've been talking about this stuff for a long time, that I, my policy is, is to accept all rumors as true until proven yep. false. Yes. Which, so it's more fun that way, right? If, if it's not true, we'll come on out. You can come on the show. Tell us it's not true. So we will accept all rumors as true until proven false. Uh, but these are not rumors, these last couple things here. And this applies to what you got going on out there, man. I know it's disappointing for us. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors won't run or test at the Combine. Caleb Williams, Jalen, Jaden Daniels also said they're not going to throw. Is, did I miss anybody? Is there anybody else that came out and said, uh, I'm I'm so good that I don't need to do any of these? No, games? that's been it so far. I'd be surprised if I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see another guy today, tomorrow come out and say, Yeah, I'm not gonna run or I'm not gonna right. do something. The issue with the top guys not doing it is their stock doesn't move. So all you can hope for is either join their tier because you're never gonna surpass them. So you have to join their tier. Now, if they were working out and they failed, then you could surpass them. You can't surpass them. So now it's do I join their tier or is there even a shot at me joining their tier? Am I just stuck in the tier two or tier three? And then do I bother? But I still think they work out. The combine's an interesting beast. I don't know. I've had this talk this week. Like, is the combine what it is? And is is combine still the best word for it? Like, is it, does it need to be rebranded? Is it dying? What's happening with the combine? Because these top guys aren't working out anymore. Right. It's, it's annoying, man. And I'll tell you what, there's as much as I, like my, my philosophy is I want these guys to compete. I want my yep. competitors to be, I want Bijan Robinson doing every single drill, even though he doesn't have to, I want Jay Cutler doing the bench press. Remember he did the bench. Yep. Quarterbacks don't do it. Don't do because, it. But he was uh, like, screw it. Did 23, just like- <laughs> 20, 23 reps too, which like is that's like tight end territory, dude. Just, yeah. yeah. So that's what I want to see. But on the flip side, I get it because like, CJ Stroud does the S2 cognitive test and now people, and you know what I mean? And, and, and he doesn't go one. And then like Kyron Williams is another example of a guy who 40 times terrible falls to like yep. the fifth round. Then turns out looks like that Kyron was pretty good. Right. Yeah. So it makes you, if you're, your agent, if you get burned by this, then you, the agent could turn around and say, okay, well, you know what? Like CJ Stroud's agent. He said, Hey, you know what? I win, you know, uh, this was, you know, this test is dumb. We're not doing it anymore. And then, you know, they can avoid it. So I don't know. I, I would just rather see everybody do everything. That's my I, opinion. I, I want to, I mean, as a fan, I want to see everybody do anything. I still want to see people compete because I want to see, 
I want to see it in that setting. Now we can call it the underwear Olympics all you want, but throwing at the combine does matter to scouts and perception like buzz at the combine can help your stock. Look at Anthony Richardson. Like he was a late first round pick buzz, the combine pro day, put him in the top five. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing. There's certain guys. And, and as uh, you know, Oit boy here in the chat points out great, uh, great point that this year for running backs, yeah. there's you know that's gonna be the difference maker and we'll talk about it later on the show i feel a certain tier of tight ends it's also yeah. for me going to be pretty crucial in separating who we want to take stabs on and who we don't but let's before we get to that let's get into some rumors real quick number one uh people have been talking about nick chubb potentially getting cut now the browns have been saying that they're going to try to avoid doing that i've got a kind of a plan on what i think might happen but i mean if you were the browns right now they could save 11 million bucks cutting nick chubb coming off a serious injury i mean what are your thoughts man I think you're more likely to trade him. I think that's the, the running back market is pretty fluid right now. Like we're going to have Barkley Pollard out there. They're not getting tagged, which we'll get into, but I think you try to trade him. I don't think you can just outright cut him. He's too good to cut. You have to get something in return for him. Like Jerome Ford can replace him on your team, but you can't just let something like that walk without getting something. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I was kind of, I've been doing my off season series. What I would do with Chubb, if he were on board with it, right. Is because he got hurt so early in the year, uh, his uh, numbers are so low and his uh, his uh, his snap totals are so low that you could do an incentive-based contract. Yep. And because the uh, incentives are based on the previous year, he's not likely to earn them. It won't count against the cap this year. It's like you yep. can kind of sneak by with that, right? So, But again, Chubb has to be on board with it because if he's not healthy and you – I mean, he had like 150 rushing yards. So you could actually set the incentive at like 200, right? Yeah. So maybe they'll go that way. Uh, other running back news – Franchise tags. Uh, we already know they said we're not going to tag. Titans aren't going to tag Henry. Chargers aren't going to tag Eckler. Uh, Cowboys aren't going to tag Pollard. We heard that the Giants weren't going to tag Barkley, but then they came out at the combine and said, well, nothing's off the table just yet. So, Dustin, what's going on over there? The Giants are in a hot mess, and this is the problem they put themselves in with tagging Barkley and then signing Daniel Jones to a large contract and then having a poor season where they're drafting i believe eight yeah it's not like, that it's it's okay it's not yeah it's like six or eight like they're in there like they could get a quarterback but probably not no. what do they do like it's too early to take a running back they're just kind of in a tough situation they worked it out where if they tag saquon barkley it's not like the second year tag which costs like a bazillion dollars it's just i want like the first year tag almost right. so the, they can work out i just think it's bad business to say Hey, we tagged you this year. It's kind of seemed like a backroom deal of we won't tag you next year. And then to say, hey, we're not going to tag you. And now kind of go like, ah, we we tag you. And then, right, because that just sets you up for future players. Like, I don't want to go there. Like, I don't want to be in this situation where these owners are going to basically lie to me. And I'll tell you what, man, at running back more than any other position, it really is horrible the way it's panned out because the AJPEX is lower, right? For yeah. these guys where with wide receivers, the AJPEX is like 27, 29 years old. You get those second contracts. It's like 20, 30 million bucks. Yeah. With the running backs, they keep picking up the fifth year options and tagging them and nobody gets the big contracts. No. And the tag is based on the top five contracts. So if nobody ever gets paid, then the number never goes up, right? It it's like- it is it's brutal like the the second tag is supposed to be a huge jump like if you were if you were to tag a wide receiver two years in a row what would that be like 35 40 million it's ridiculous bucks? It'd be ridiculous for saquon they could do it for 12 million that's not even that bad you know no, it's, it's almost like not. so it's like it sucks but that, that that's how it's panned out but you know we'll have to see on that i want to see saquon go somewhere and be great because i think he's a great player you know yeah uh, uh 
other news here. Ryan Poles. This was interesting. Be, great question by the reporter who asked it. I don't know if you were around when, when this was asked. The report a reporter went to Ryan Poles at the combine and said, Hey, do you think it would be fair to Justin Fields to not trade him before free agency if you plan to take a quarterback? Great question, dude. Yeah. Put him on put him on the spot. And Ryan Poles, yes, and Ryan Poles he took the bait and he said, you know what? I don't think it would be fair. We don't want him in a gray area. That is that all of us out here were like, all right, deadline, right? You know, March 11th or whatever it is. I'm yep. sure it's it's not a hard and fast deadline, but I mean, what do you think, man? It sounds to me from talking to GMs and other reporters around the combine that they're going to trade Justin Fields and they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. And it does sound like free agency is kind of their own internal deadline they've set themselves to trade him by because they want if you wait into free agency, you start seeing guys get signed, Kirk Cousins, those guys in the landing spots. There's they there's less less places for him to go. Right. So I think they're gonna end up trading him soon i don't think it'll happen this weekend i think the deal will be in place i don't think we hear until next week yeah awesome man uh wendy what's up in the chat mile high luke how we doing guys i know they're all big wendy will be down here i think this weekend so she'll be at the oh, wendy down, going down so. nice you guys gonna you guys gonna link up on up. at least a picture but if not yeah we'll get a picture we're, i i think uh, she doesn't know yet but i have plans to go off for ice cream one night so yeah. you know we're ice all gonna power party, around so. yeah and real quick before we go on the next thing i wanted to give a quick shout out to my buddy brad starks and the bourbon bowl nice uh yeah i i've yet to win if you win you do get some bourbon howard bender won one year got a little bourbon but uh, i at least get to wear a shirt dude shout out to brad starks shirt just came in the mail so i had to had to throw it up there for him. awesome uh yeah i mean and the the mistake i made was i showed my wife the shirt and before you know and because like you get one for being in it and her maiden name is rose and it's got the oh, big rose on it that's awesome so, so now i had to go in and get and buy a full price another one for her so now we have matching shirts but uh we'll be twinsies for the bourbon bowl so shout out to bourbon bowl uh as far as um remaining rumors before we get to segment two let me know what any of these you think has some smoke we got dan campbell at the combine saying jameson williams could be a full-time wide receiver uh, Raiders come out said they don't plan to trade Devontae Adams. Raheem Morris uh, basically said that he thinks the Falcons are very close to contention and he wouldn't be there if they had picked a better quarterback, which is pretty blunt. Uh, pick one of those. Which one do you think uh, is most interesting? The the Falcons one. Uh, they are linked the most highly to Justin Fields. I heard today that the, a lot of the betting sites pulled down Justin Fields' next team prop bets. They pulled those down so you can't bet on them anymore, which is a sign that maybe they think something is done and they don't want people betting on it. So I think Atlanta is the most reasonable one. It's probably going to be a second-round pick. There is a there is a possibility that the Bears package Justin Fields and a second or a third and move and get eight from Falcons. I don't oh. think that's out of the question. Then we have one, eight, and nine. One, eight, nine. I mean, if you're the Bears, wouldn't you do that? You trade Justin Fields in a second and maybe a fourth to get eight. That would be crazy, bro. Because they could get, you know, then you, then you, then you're in the market for like a Rome, Roma. I mean, like Roma Dunes, eh? yeah, he'll be you, there at eight, maybe. probably depends on you know, how it goes. But you could, all, I mean, if he's not there, Joe, Joe Alt, the lineman's there. Like, yeah, I still think the Bears possibly trade out of one to two. Um, because I think the commanders are going to give them a haul. We can get into that later, but I think they can make multiple trades, and I think they come out way with possibly three first round picks this year. Oh my god, that would be crazy! They already I mean, have two; they could pick up a third yeah. one somewhere. I have been 
outspoken as not being a huge Ryan Poles fan in terms of like the minutia, right? But yeah. it's hard to say that his trading so far has worked out incredible for him. And of course, you know, I, my the my big complaint with the Montez Sweat trade was that like, you know, they got him because they had a bad record, right? Like other yeah. teams also offered a second, but at the same time, he did the trade. He pulled the trigger. Pulled the I trade. mean, you know, and there were the car there were a couple teams. The Cardinals were worse than them. The Cardinals, I think, had like one win. They could have got Montez Sweat if they wanted him, right? Yeah. So they did the trade, right? And then this trade, you know, of course the, the Panthers face planted, but I mean, hard to say it didn't work out, right? Because they got now they're in line to take the guy that was the guy the whole time. He yeah. he was the guy that won the Heisman the year before, right? When they had the first pick. Right. Yes. So, uh, you know, I will put it this way. He's on my personal opinion hot seat. That's where I'm not going to say that I don't like him because he's, you got to give these guys time. But as of right now, there he's just had a number of moves I didn't love. You know, Dustin? I agree. I agree with what you said, you know, last week or two weeks ago about like he's just made the moves that he was supposed to make. It's like none of them have been amazing. Right. My fear is now that he doesn't have the job security to make the moves he needs to make now. Too, He's yeah. going to draft Caleb Williams because he doesn't have the job security to not draft Caleb Williams because that gives him the highest thing that he wants to win football, but he also wants to keep his job. And drafting Caleb Williams gives him the highest percentage to keep his job. Exactly. And if they stink again, then you can turn around and fire Matt Eberflus and get one more try. You know what? If, if they're bad with Caleb Williams, you go, oh, he's a rookie. You fire Eberflus. And then you're good. Yeah. Any other kinda... option, he's probably done, right? Yeah. If he trades the pick. I, personally, he could trade the pick and get a bunch of haul for next year, but he might not be around for next year, and he doesn't care. He's got the if, shield. Yeah. Yes, if he had, if he had job security, let's put it this way: Kyle Shanahan had job security that they could trade three first round picks for Trey Lance and then trade him two years later. Like he had that job security, that he can get by with that. Ryan Poles does not. Well, that's what I honestly, and again, let's get into the next segment. But I, that's why I worry about for Brock Purdy is that like they love Shanahan. They, I mean, the GM over there is. Yep. He's not going anywhere. John Lynch so, isn't going. Yeah, John Lynch isn't going anywhere. So, like, when it when push comes to shove, and one of the big three, you know, you got the three dragon, the three headed dragon. Yep. When it's time to cut off a head, I don't know, dude. You the, cut off that wonky one of them, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brock Purdy <laughs> might be the wonky one, dude. So yeah, I don't know, you know. But at the same time, he's you know he's he's going. There's nothing to worry about at this moment because he's, he's nope. playing well. All right, let's get into segment two. This is my favorite part of it because uh, we got. All these dynasty leagues, all these things going on. I like to to ask my guests, like, what, what are some tricks of yours? And and first and foremost, just get in get in the mindset of of where you're at right now, because the calendar for all of us is all over the place. I've yeah. talked about this on the show. Some people are doing college all year round. They're doing Devi leagues. They're doing campus to can. Some people like myself, like I go into. I'm doing free agency articles right now. Yeah. So. Great news with having you on is I can ask you what to look for this weekend, which we're going to do, and then I'll I'll catch up. That's how I catch up is is I kind of cheat. I have you on the show, uh, you know, we have Derek Brown on the show, and I just you know I just say, hey, what do you think? Right? It's yeah. it's great. So uh, where what's your calendar like? One, let's say Super Bowl hits. What's next for Dustin? Next, it's I start looking at pathways, opportunities. So I like you. I look at free agency. Obviously, I have to do some rookie work. I don't do college. I don't do Debbie or C two C leagues. I start tiering players right now. So what I've done the past couple weeks is just tier them. So these are my tier one quarterbacks. These are my tier two quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight ends down the line. And then I wait to see what happens at combine and pro days over the next basically month and see where that breaks out. So currently I have six quarterbacks in my tier one, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, JD McCarthy, Michael Penix. Do I all think they're going to be tier one at the end of the day? No, I think what happens is that tier is going to get split in half. 
based on pro day performances, combine performances. The problem is with Caleb and Jaden not working out, they're stuck in tier one. So it's a matter of if there's three guys in tier one or four guys, and I think two guys will drop out. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just tiering guys. I'm not going to split hairs on is Caleb Williams so much better than Jalen. Like, who cares? Like, they're there. Landing spot's going to matter down the road. And I love that approach, man, because it's so much easier to, in my opinion, and I, I kind of do this with tight ends in the offseason too with my with my regs is I take the big ball of clay and it's so much easier to cut parts of it away as yes. like so you got all these guys and right like you know and then let's say uh the cowboys go out and get a big wide receiver too right yeah. then I can just cut Jake Ferguson away and but it's so put him now it, it, put, you put him away but it's so much harder to take guys that you've already cut and stick them back in there like yep. in your mind so I love that approach where it's like okay let's 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 consider everyone and then as we get reasons to remove them, for instance, one of these guys falling into the third round of the draft, right? Yep. Then you then you cut them away, dude. So I do I love that setup. And uh, uh, do you post those in an article or on your Twitter? I, I tweeted out. I tweeted them out the other I day. Just, the just, I know okay. it was coming out the comment. Like, here's my tears. Good, good, um, good. It's just there's pieces to the puzzle for each player. We can look at. I say this. There's four things we need to know about the players: mental, heart physical and opportunities we can look at their physical stats we can look at what they did in college we can see their production now we're going to start seeing their measurables and their 40 times and all that kind of stuff so we look at that physical and we know what it is and they could be physically gifted we got to start looking at the mental and the heart for the game so last year i fell in love with roshan johnson jay jones because they had the passion for the game you could see when you talk to them they had the mental capacity for the game that's all fine and well but until they get the opportunities they're given it doesn't matter because we've seen guys Jamarcus Russell, physically gifted, got out of the opportunities, but didn't have the passion, didn't have the mental, flamed out. We've seen guys, Josh Rosen, had the passion for the game, had the physical abilities, had the mental capacity, didn't get the opportunities, flamed out. So you have to have all four. And when we see all four come in in unison together, that's where we see these guys like Brock Purdy, who when he got the opportunity, the other three were there and it it lined up. And the physical doesn't have to be necessarily there – the greatest thing it's what what leads them to be the best case of who they are the best what gets them to their ceiling the fastest and so that's why i'm just tearing guys then i'll move guys down last year it was tight ends sam laporta Dalton kincaid uh michael mayer luke musgrave were all my four tier one guys post combine like they all tested well production darn it darnell got got cut out of there at the combine right yeah like he's like okay he's big but he's yeah but then it was i knew that whoever went to detroit was going to be the best landing spot obviously sam porter were there like loved him i still like michael mayer is like a long. i like the other three as long-term guys but i knew that was thing jsn yeah you knew you knew kincaid wouldn't hit his true ceiling just yet which you know i I was really in on kincaid obviously he had the most catches a Bill's tenants ever had, but he didn't hit the ceiling that a Laporta did because you were right that Dawson Knox was still heavily involved. I yeah, thought he was going to be more in line, but you know what? They split the role. So, you know and what? The games where they played together, like I think it was games when Knox and Kincaid played, there was three games where one of them was an outlier, more than two points more. Twice it was Kincaid, once it was Knox. So, in mm-hmm. the games they played, they were just, they basically split the work. But same thing last year. We loved JSN as the top wide receiver, but opportunity wasn't really there for him this year. Now, everything else, the hope for the lines up, maybe Lockett's gone. So that's why I'm just tiering guys right now and let the pro days and combine kind of sift and winnow those those tiers of, okay, maybe this guy goes from tier one to tier two, or maybe my tier one gets split and that just moves everything else down. And then landing spot will matter. Fit matters to me a, a lot more. Right. And that's a huge advantage in Dynasty. And why I always love talking to you this time of year. And, you know, there are some things that it's very tough uh, – 
it's very tough to report on certain things like that yeah. because a lot of it is feeling right. Like it's tough for you to come out and say, Hey, I talked to this guy today and I don't think he's that sharp. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's offensive to a certain degree and I'll ask you, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, which one of these guys is stupid, but you, so you can't just go on, you're not going to go on social media and, and say things like and that. Bash so, a guy. Exactly. So I, and it translates in your rankings because you're very respectful, you know, but I try to a, be. There's a big part of it. Yeah, you're, you're as respectful as you need to be. There's yeah. a uh, there's, but the, the the thing is, there's a big part of scouting. And, and Greg Gabriel, of a legendary co uh, scout from uh, you know, he, he was head scout for the Bears for a long time. He basically said he was like, he's like, we got plenty of guys that can watch football on on the TV, mm -hmm. right? Like we got plenty of guys that can look at the stats. The boot the 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 most important thing to me is the people that have the boots on the ground and actually go to these schools and talk to these people and talk to yeah. the people around them and find out what kind of person they are. Now, Greg Gabriel uh, inevitably got murdered by Bears fans because he, uh, when Antonio Brown went crazy, he he came out and said, "Oh, see, I told you guys he was crazy. That's why he slid to the sixth round." Everyone yeah. knew he was crazy, to which Bears fans said, wait a second, you knew Antonio Brown was good and you didn't draft him, right? <laughs> but besides the point, uh, to your point, it is super important to get that extra that extra part. That and that's extra. why it's great to have you out there on the ground. And, and we're going to be sticking with you through the combine as you go to these interviews and stuff. Make sure everybody you're following him on Twitter. It's uh, the Dunnit13. That's yep. D-U-N-I-T. The Dunnit13. Yep. <laughs> Um, and reading people is hard, right? Like, and I'll say this: I get to the interview some of these guys for two, three minutes. That's it. I'm getting like one percent of time compared to what a team gets with them. But reading people is a is a trait that people have or they don't have, right? There's a reason why that girl from high school, you know, has dated three different guys that have all cheated on because she just doesn't pick the right guy. There's a reason why your buddy owns a business and he's constantly hiring people because he hires someone they they quit a week later because they just don't they can't read people well. It's just not a skill they have. And you got to be careful too on the flip side yep. because Belichick, we've seen, you know, these reports coming out that he didn't draft Debo like Debo Samuel and AJ Brown because they were having too much fun on their visit, yeah. and instead he drafted Nikhil Harry. Turns out football can be fun. It's like it's okay yep. to have fun, right? Uh, this isn't remember the Titans. So yep. you know, to some degree, you got to separate that. You know, you got to separate the guys because you know you're looking for guys that you think really can't get it. Like Tavon Austin, after his rookie year, came out and said the playbook looked like Spanish to me, yeah. which is something you should never say to reporters, right? <laughs> no. But we're trying to avoid some of those guys. Uh, so uh, why don't we go uh, – why don't we get into some talk, honestly, on on this combine? Like can you just g give us a rundown? Uh, and this is cool because I've never been. I want to go. Uh, Matt Deutsch, Howard Bender, you know, next, next year – how about I'm there, me and Dustin are in the same room doing this show. Hey, we get a little right? little Radio Row spot, maybe, you know. You can, what I'm saying, dude. We could get all kinds. Of, I mean, Radio Row is hopping. Prospects, coaches are in there, general managers. Like, we could we could really hook it up. Fantasy That's alarm. Let's, let's make it happen. Fantasy alarm. Let's make it happen, dude. Let's, let's get as many boots on the ground as possible. But tell us, okay, tell us what, what you've done so far and what's next. And, uh, and what's some of your, you know, first, just give us a schedule first. So schedule is... So they tier it. So coaches and GMs are I, today is what Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday was also today was linebackers, a defensive line interviews. They were so players interview one day with the media and then work out the next day. So defensive lineman linebackers in, interview today, work out tomorrow. Tomorrow is DBs for interviews. And then they work out the following day. Then Friday will be interviews with quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. Yeah. 
Tight ends, I believe, are interviews on Thursday. They'll work out Friday with the DBs. And then Saturday at 1 o'clock, QBs, wide receivers, running backs work out. In between them, there's also some other events. So yesterday we did press conferences with GMs and coaches. I actually got to go cover a woman in football event. So this is why I think the combine needs to be rebranded. So much more happens. They had this women in football event where they had 12 um, current coaches, uh, female coaches in the NFL, talk to a symposium of 40 women who also want to get into the coaching sphere. So it's an event they've been doing it for eight years. It was a cool thing. So they talked about it's a two-day event where they get to interview people. They get time with each team. People from who coach in college and high school who want to become NFL coaches on some level, women who want to become coaches. So they had female coaches talk about their experience. Then they actually brought up four coaches. Uh, it was Ron Rivera, Todd Bowles, Kevin Stefanski, and John Harbaugh. And they talked about their process, like how they built that culture of accepting women as coaches, like what, how they changed their minds, how they kind of built that culture. So this is what the combine is. It's not just guys working out and doing medicals. There's so much other. There's a player union meeting. Was 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 about, uh, sorry to interrupt, but was was no. Jen, was Jennifer King there for the uh, for the the women coaches? She's the new running backs coach for she the was, Bears. She was she might have been there. Was a lot of them. there was twelve of them, but it was cool okay. just to listen to them talk and talk about you know how they they've grown and right in the the experience of getting fired from one team but also getting hired from a new team and then it shows that like, you're still valuable. It's not just one person taking a shot. Like you you belong and their saying has always been the uh the future of football now their new saying is the full the future is now like they are growing and they so they have 40 women there that are trying to you know get coaching jobs and they had i think 40 last year and they said i think five or six of them came out of last year and got jobs so it's just cool and there's down the hall was another like nflpa meeting where they were talking about player engagement so there's so much more that happens at the combine besides what we see as fans of workouts so it's just been kind of like introducing people talking to people my favorite thing is talking to other scouts and reporters and all these other like NFL reporters who you just maybe don't know who cover teams more intimately kind of get their, like pick their brains on things, running into coaches in the hallway and say, Hey, can I ask you two questions? Like it's, it's so, it's so much more chaotic than you think, but it's also more intimate than you think, which is yeah. really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I got to get out there, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. And I'll tell you like with the the female coaches, like that, the reality is like people people are finally figuring out that you don't have to play football yes. to have a great understanding for the game right yeah. and not to mention there's now a lot more ways that that women can play with like the the flag football is getting crazy and like you know and then even even semi pro teams tackle and football semi pro but like you look at uh you know you look at like um uh Jonathan Gannon and it's like you yeah. know what's the difference right like that dude what yep. level of football do you think Johnny Gannon played like probably yep. Pop Warner maybe you know what I mean like some of these guys like you don't have to and and the reality is that when you go through there probably are a lot of women out there that are just sharper than this lower the lowest tier of coaches we have now so why not give these you know these women shots and it's it's panning out big time for the people that are taking those risks man so yeah and john harbaugh talked and they all talked about that the players don't care the players just want whoever's going to help them be best on the field and succeed so john harbaugh talked about they have a person who does like their defensive line she's their defensive line coach or assistant and she basically breaks down like their get offs and their signal calls and their scouting reports and she breaks it down in such a way that it's easy for them to understand it's it's quicker than it was last year like this first year so like she's he basically said she's the best we've they've ever had to it and he's been in with the ravens for a long time so just seeing like it's not a matter of gender it's a matter of skill and whoever that is that's what they need to hire and they all talked about like we just want to hire the best coaches to help us win we're here to win games whoever's going to help us do that best right. we're going to do it so they had anyone from analytics department strength and conditioning positional coaches it was just cool to see them young old 
you know, just diversity in general. It was really cool to see that. But that's what the combine is. It's so much more than workouts. It's so much more than interviews and team meetings. It's all these other events that the NFL puts on. They don't. Uh, they don't often talk about. See that, and that's a beautiful thing, man. So okay, yeah. so you've got the you've got those events. Uh, as far as the the interviews go, like, is it just they put the player up on the podium and you guys are all in one room and take turns asking questions. Is that, is that kind of how that goes? It's a, it is organized chaos. It is eight podiums, like literally podium, 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 podium guy comes up and it's whoever can shout the loudest and get their question in like whoever captures their attention. And it's, so it's who's loudest, whoever's loudest, whoever wants to, uh, well, I was to say, who's, who's generally the loudest out there. You know, is it like, <laughs> is it saw hook? I saw Hook was here last year, and he did, he did all right. There's guys out here who just they want to ask their questions. So you, I could ask, "Hey, Coop, what teams have you met with?" And you'll rattle off all your teams. But then the Bears guy is going to go, "Hey, did you meet with the Bears?" Because that's his question. That's his soundbite, yeah, right? So it's just right. one of those things. So I, a lot of times we'll sit back and record and watch and listen, and then when I catch something, then I'll tweet it out, or then I'll wait till like the crowd dies down. So they're for 50 minutes. A lot of times you can go over after the fact and get like five, six questions because everyone has dealt with player A and they've moved on. And they just kind of bounce around. So it's, okay. you know, I'm here with Tristan for Dynasty Nerds. We have a good plan of like, hey, you're going to take these guys. If you want to get in the Caleb Williams ones, you have to like stake out your spot early and get there and like fight your way up to the front like it's a like a mosh pit. It's, it's, it is just organized chaos, but it, they are just all walking around as well. So you'll just see you guys walk in the hallway and you're like, oh, this guy, that's running back 10. Who's that? And so I like cheat sheets like, oh, that's so-and-so. That's Braylon Allen. Okay, cool. Right, um, right, and you can right, catch right. them that way as they're trying to go. And they're often, they've got runners. So if you can make friends with the runners of the NFL, who are always like college kids usually. I've met a couple of them like, hey, who are you with? They're like, oh, I'll be with this guy tomorrow. I'm like, hey, do you think you can sneak up over here for a couple questions? Like, yeah, sure. Oh, that's smart. So dude. it's Look stuff for like people. that. It's, guiding people around right the people okay. who in who yeah who are like hey you got to go here next and here's the thing in the room it's podiums cameras and then it's nfl live it's pff it's serious like they're all in the same room and people are just setting up shop like here's a camera with lights and they're just recording i'm like walking behind them so i talked to matthew barry yesterday like he was standing next to us at a press conference we're like oh hey and we're like hey just you know we want to say hi thank you for everything you've done for fantasy like it's intimate because those guys are there and they're not big time in you, but it's also just chaos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Plus not to mention like, we don't need, we don't necessarily need you in there, you know, with, for the Caleb Williams interview Yeah. because you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different flavors of reporters there and that's going to be swamped where we need you as a dynasty guy is in with some of those deep cut guys, yep. right. That like might not be, you know, the beat writers for the Patriots, like Evan Lazar and those guys, they might not be all over a guy that is, fringe third yeah. fourth fifth round, round. round receiver but but we need to know what's going on those are the guys we need we need the info the most on so like and there's not a, there's not saying. a lot of fantasy fantasy focused people here either so i try to bridge the gap between fantasy and nfl um but there's a lot of just straight nfl guys here right, who are like exactly. i'm a beat reporter for this team or i write for patriots.com or you know the musket fire or whatever it's called and so it's those guys but there's not a lot of fantasy guys so talking to matthew barry he was like yeah, there's not a lot of fantasy people here. It's like, yeah, there's just not. Dude, you might have to steal that name, the Musket Fire, for a Patriots I think there is block. a. Isn't that a Musket Fire? But I think that's one of them. Maybe, but I don't know. That's if it, if there isn't, there needs to be. There a needs musket, to be a Musket Fire. Uh, okay, so give us give us a couple guys then that you know. Obviously, you mentioned like Caleb Williams, Drake May. Is what quarterback that's kind of, and I'll take Jade, not Jaden Daniels either. Give me a quarterback yeah. that's from the next group down that you you think could make big moves that you're excited to see. I mean, I'm excited for Michael Penix. He's in my okay. tier one. I think 
what I saw from him on the field last year shows me that he can start. Now he's a little older, doesn't have necessarily the hype that the other guy have, but I think if he has a good combine, he could join that tier with the top three. And then surprisingly, Joe Milton could be a sneaky play. He's the monster arm guy, right? Dude, monster arm. <laughs> I've, so I've, I've looked at, I've seen some clips. Monster I haven't arm. done like my full deep dive, but the, I hope he's doing the drills, right? That's yes. It's, it's just a matter if he can show, show the touch and the yeah. finesse on those other routes. The issue with those is they're running with the wide receivers and they just get like, the way it is, is like, all right, QB one, you get the first three QB three wide receivers. So you don't know who, like he could get matched yeah. up with low end wide receivers or high. Like you just don't know. And same thing with wide receivers last year, I want to say it was Zay Flowers, like was getting balls from like Taylor Bajan. Like it wasn't like right. the secret Bajan yeah. man throw. It's not like he's getting CJ Stroud balls. And I think we finally saw one. And we're like, Oh, that's the connection we wanted. So yeah. it's just a matter of like how it luck of the draw. I hope but he I gets somebody so, fast so he can show off that. I mean, the, the, those not much. That's the that's the funnest thing to watch because they just and I think he's just gonna chuck it. If I was one of those quarterbacks and I had an arm like that, the last one I would just what do you mean? I would just try to chuck it into the stands across. I've heard yeah, for real though, because I've heard so many, I've heard so many funny descriptions of this guy's arm. Uh somebody said, I think it might have been the uh Derek Brown uh of uh the fantasy pros pod. I yep. think he said, I think he said something like he could throw a strawberry through a battleship. Uh, yeah, I heard today we were talking about someone. They said he could throw the ball through a car wash without a game. Without a game wet. Wet. Yeah, like, yeah, I heard that too. That's a good one. I hear that. That's a ba- that's an old baseball one. That's yeah, an old baseball one. So Throwing I think Joe Milton could press. I don't think he's a starter in the NFL, but I could see him going to a team that maybe needs a starter in two years and maybe just see what he does. And maybe he gets. We've seen uh, plenty of backups get jobs and get get opportunities. So he could go to a team and be a backup and then get opportunity. Okay. Uh, what's another? You got you got a deep cut. So running back this year, there's like not a consensus on the top. And people are – a lot of the mock drafts I see, especially the super flex ones, don't even have a single running back going in the first round. So like yeah. are, are there any are there any RBs, you know, even the top group or or even later on that you're, that you're excited to see? I've looked at probably 15 like top five running backs, and I think I've seen 20 names. Like yeah, it's, it's just not even close to being consensus. So I interviewed Dylan Lobby from New Hampshire last week. UNH baby Wildcat. That's where my wife and my sister both went. I tell you, I'm I love that guy. Like he was oh, okay. so down to earth. His but I so I asked him the question. I said, if the coach lets you call one play, what would it be and why? And he broke it down. He's like, it's base 60, these blah blah split this. And like he's like, but this is what this means, and this is what happens. And basically it was a route that he goes out. He starts back, he goes out, finds out if it's man or zone. If it's man, he's running one route, if it's zone, it's another, and oh, then like okay. give it, but the way he broke it down was so simple, but uh, like he also understood the game. Like if it's zone, I'm running this because this, and if it's man, I'm running this because I know I can beat with speed. That's a great he's answer, not, dude. Yeah, he's not in my. He's in my tier two because I, I enjoy my. He's fast. He's a Christian McCaffrey light. He's got speed. He's got the pass catching ability, but he also is, I think, big enough. That I think he can handle the workload. I also kind of like Will Shipley a little bit. Like we'll see how he does. I, I, I want to say on the on the Dylan is Labe right. Yeah, lobby. That was my lobby. Okay, my favorite play in high school was just like that, where it was yeah. if it's man, it's like we run uh, a, a slant with an out, and if it was man, it would just be the slant and the out. But if yep. it was zone, it would turn into an out and up. Okay, and that was my favorite play, where you know they run with this guy and then they hit the out and up. That was that was my favorite play. So uh, me and Long, I, I think I'll get along well with this lobby fellow. Yeah, I mean New England guy, like he's from Long Island, That's like right. New Hampshire, like. Sounded like every Boston person I've ever talked to. Like, 
just had that accent like and he's just a fun guy like i asked him who was going to take over like who's going to be the who's going to steal the show at his draft party he said his dad who looks like vin diesel like yes he's just he was just a fun guy i mean he was the star of the senior bowl like he's just he's out there so he's a guy that could rise up i think he could be a day two pick okay for a team and he I'll could be that. the he could be the pass catching back like obviously he's white so he gets compared to danny woodhead and christian mccaffrey but like i think he's more austin eckler alvin Kamara. I'll, I'll give him this i'll give him this since he's a running back if he were to go in even in the fourth round yeah. And we'll give him the fourth round comp picks too. If he's in there, then yeah. we'll take him late, late with our dynasty leagues, right? You know, I think he round? should be. Yeah, take him at three, four, third, fourth round, depending on where landing spot. I think that's a reasonable because he just has the speed. Speed will get you on the field Huge. at some like he he returned punts and kicks, like he could still do that for you. I just think his speed and like even if he goes to a team that's used him maybe as a gadget to start, and then maybe he takes off next year. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So, well, who are some players then that? Because this is this is what I've this is the whole reason I wanted to get you on here is that I want to know what to look for. Because like with a lot of these players, we kind of some of them we know what they're going to do, some of them we don't. Who who could who am I looking for when they're up to do the drills and do the combine? We say, okay, if this guy does this, if this guy does well here, then he could he could go way up. Like who are some names? So first, let's look at wide receiver. Troy Franklin has a potential to get into that tier one with Marvin Harrison, neighbors, and Adunze. Like, if he does well, he just has to do okay. Like, he doesn't have to be, like, a burner. He just has to do – he just has to not suck. <laughs> okay. And I think he moves up there. I also feel that Xavier Worthy, if he runs slow – That would be – that would be – because like, he's, he, he's tall, but he's very skinny, right? Yes, and he's, he's built on speed. And if he runs slow, I think he's going to fall, and he might end yeah. up being – just a drive. Like people have him possibly moving up there. I just think he's the, they're the two biggest movers in wide receiver in terms of up and down that we could see because I just wonder what they're going to do. And then I'm looking at JJ McCarthy for quarterbacks. Could be the third best quarterback. Maybe not. Like he didn't do a ton in college. Wasn't asked to do a ton. Right. So I think he needs to come out and have a good combine throw well and kind of get some buzz behind his name to really jump up there. They're talking like he could go to Denver at 12. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, great. Some people are like, ah, oh, he's a second round pick. So he needs to impress this weekend to really boost his stock up. That's so when I see like most, a lot of the mocks have the Patriots taking a QB at three. The ones that don't have the Patriots taking a QB at three, now they're, they're talking about, you know, trading back up to get JJ McCarthy or taking, yep. you know, Spencer Rattler, you know. So I, I want to see this guy do, do well. And because I mean, he's a winner, you know, and it's hard again. Yeah. With Jim, with Harbaugh, like a lot of these guys, when they played for Harbaugh, they didn't have gaudy numbers because he's like a defensive grounded pound yeah, kind of he's slow, a runner. right? Like you he's look at run Nico, first offense, like Nico Collins in college, he didn't do anything. He's, nope. He had he had nothing for college stats, right? But look at him now. He we just had a crazy breakout year. So I, you know, that's the whole thing with college is tough, and that's why this is this is important. With with Xavier Worthy, you know, because I've been doing a little a little looking around. With a guy like that, like obviously, you know, uh, there's like been the Devonta Smith comparisons because he yep. as well was very skinny, but was still six one, right? Yep. My question on on a player like this: How much to you do drops matter? Like, if I, you're seeing a guy that, like like him, you know, at times some pretty bad drops, right? Yeah, in college, it matters more like combine. I don't care because it could be a bad ball. It, it depends on what the drop looks like. That's where drops 
Traps and interceptions, I feel like we need to score them like baseball does with errors. Like we need to assign it to someone because it's not necessarily always their fault. Right. Yeah, it's like for real. interceptions are not always a quarterback's fault. Drops are not always a wide receiver's fault. It's a bad thrown ball. It's it's zipped in there when it should have been touched in there. Like they're not all equal. So I think we need to find a way of scoring them to assigning them to blame to someone like they do in baseball right. with errors. You can assign, I mean, with the interceptions, you know, it's like you know, ball bounces off Evan Ingram's hands, gets picked. Or yeah, that's know, Ingram's fault. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it never gets assigned to him. And yeah. like you say, and also somebody misses a block, and yeah. the quarterback, you know, if we had an arm, you know, an arm getting hit. That's not the wide receiver's fault. That's not the quarterback's fault, right? Yeah, so yeah. maybe there should be some sort of assignment like that. And again, yeah, I guess what I would want to see is because uh, I, I did, you know, watch some highlights or whatever in low lights. You know, you got to watch it all. Yeah. And I did see a little bit of because um, usually I don't care about drops, honestly, personally, for the most part, I don't. Like if they're good enough in practice to get on the field on Sunday, yeah. then you know I don't care. Jimmy Graham dropped like twenty balls once from 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 Drew Brees. Like I don't care, you know. Uh, but there are sometimes where you watch the way a guy catches and yep. and they're going like this, you know what I mean? Or they're doing yeah. like one of these off the helmet instead of going and getting it. So that is that I do watch for that a little. It does bit. matter, right? Yeah. Or they're dropping it because they like they see the guy coming, they don't want to take the hit, and they're just like alligator yes. arming it, like. That shows like a lack of commitment and passion. Like it's a business decision on that. And like that, that matters, right? If you, yeah, if you have bad form, we can coach that out of you. If you are avoiding contact, that's something we can't really coach out of you. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's why I really, I do like, I do like that drill where they have them run across the field and they have to catch like five balls from, you know, different. on back and forth. And yeah. so that's an interesting drill to watch live because most of them run it. You have to, you almost have to run it at half speed because there's just not enough time to catch and turn if you're running full speed but what you'll see is some guys will just guide a ball through yes. and they just they, they don't catch it they just pass it they through don't them. even yeah they yeah, just touch yeah. the ball and push it through where some Definitely. guys so zay flowers last year ran it at full speed and guys were like i think he missed a ball because he was just like passing the guys like you already have like you have two balls in your like you have a ball like he just was too fast so it just it depends on how they do that, and it, it's right. that's what that drill is for. But I, they need to spread it out. I, it's just it's not done well. Yeah, I, I just like to see whether the ball comes in high. I want to see them here. Yep, and not yeah. here, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just just their that level of that technique and form, the form and the technique, and the, the, there's you know that little extra something that that spatial awareness and the uh, yep. dexterity, right? Like the, yeah. those again. That's why you got to be out there. The other drill that I love, it's not even a. Um, not even a fantasy football one, but the one with the defensive players where they put the towels down and you got to like pick up the towel, pick up the towels. Yeah. yeah that one is cause dude, some guys are amazing at that. And then you're like, wow, this guy could really come around the edge, but they make the big boys do it too. And you know, some of them, they're like, you can see them getting up there. They're like, all right, I'm a nose tackle, but I will yeah, try. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll try my best. And that is that. I mean, it's fun. And some of those guys can fly through that. But those, you know, those little things. What are some other? What are some other drills you really like? I, I enjoy watching the quarterbacks when they're trying to throw it. Like they do a speed test, basically, and they just chuck the ball into this mat, and it's so loud because yeah. they're like probably ten wow. yards from, it and they just bam, and they can tell. Like Will Levis last year, like you can tell he was like, I just want to rip this. Like I want to throw yes. it through the towel. Obviously, the go routes are super fun. Just yeah. because I think the wide receivers, that's the only, you're not supposed to cheer. So if you come to the combine, I want to say it's boring, but there's no noise. They don't broadcast anything. You actually have to listen to it on your headphones. You're listening to Daniel Jeremiah on NFL, like yeah, through yeah. the app. And then you're not supposed to cheer. 
So they'll cheer when like an Iowa guy gets they up. Cheer like, for, I hear him cheering for the Boilermakers. Yeah. Uh, when the I Purdue watch guys. on TV, they cheer for the Purdue guys 100%. But the go routes, people will cheer. Like it's just, yeah. it's just so fun to see a guy run 40 yards and catch this beautiful pass. Those are fun. I'll tell you what the running back, someone like the cutting drills is interesting because that camera, they get you behind it. So like I'm looking at the way how how off center they get from their like their center mass. Like Zach Charbonnet for me got too far over his hips and he's so broad. Like if you're tilting too much and you get clipped, you're going to go down because you just don't have a good center of gravity. So watching that is something I like to look at and just actually like draw on the screen. Like I pause it and like make, okay, it's a 45 degree angle. He's getting too far over his hips that he's off balance now. Like his center of gravity has shifted too high. So those are interesting drills. Just like if you're evaluating players, but they're fun to watch. Like the passing, obviously you can't not like the pass catching drills. They're just fun to watch. Yeah. That, I mean, that is the, it is huge for contact balance. And I think that, you know, people pointed out with Ronald Jones, he ran too upright and turns out that, Ronald Jones runs a little too upright. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's not. Listen, they can he, run too straight, but they can also get too bent. Too and forward, just, too. Yeah, it's not so. forward. It's side to side more than anything. Like when they're cutting, it's just because okay. they get too. They get too. Zach Charbonnet to me got too over his skis. Like, over bit. his skis, yeah. And he was just you could yeah. tell like if there's linemen on either side of you, and you get clipped, you're going down because you're not you're not over your yeah you're too far over your skis. Well, you could point. you could see it last year with Bijan, man, because it was night and day. You know him getting up there after another guy, and he yeah. was just he was perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, he was perfect. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting, man. All right, uh, before we get you out of here, is there I? What's the most, in your opinion, the most underrated part of the combine? Right? Like, what's the? Actually, you know what? Let me ask you first. What's the most overrated part? Let's go negative first. Get that out of the way. What's the most uh, overrated? The most part of the overrated part is basic 40 times no i love 40 times they're fun but they yeah. mean nothing i know now I know. zebra technologies is putting like the chips in the pad they have the senior bullet tracks like real-time speeds that's why it gets called the underwear olympics you're like oh they ran a 4-4 in basically nothing what are they with but i like to look at adjusted a weight adjusted 40 times and 10 yard splits because that's what matters to the nfl like how fast can they get off 10 yards off the ball and, and then what's their weight adjusted 40 and that's where you can look at guys and go okay he's better look at tank bigsby his 40 time was the same as his weight adjusted 40s. Like he was slow comparative. So basic 40 times me are the most overrated part because yes, it's exciting, but it doesn't really give us a good glimpse. So you got to look at the weight adjusted 40, their 10 yard splits. Yeah. I with for, for the thing about 40 time is that it is meaningful for very specific situations, yes. but in your fantasy leagues, that only matters. That's only like icing and it's basically breakaway. Like it's, it's basically the guys that can turn, a what would be a 30 yard play for some guys into a 70 yes right yep and exactly to to me that does matter at one specific position which is tight end and we've seen uh the difference between george kittle who runs a four five two and zach Ertz or hunter henry who run like a four seven four is the fact that george kittle has touchdowns of he has like four touchdowns that are 70 plus yards, right? He yeah. has no, no, no tight end has since he's come in the league, no tight end has more 40 plus yard plays. And that's because he has a speed, right? That's, that's, that's why a rookie, that's why Jake Ferguson this year, and not to bash on Jake Ferguson for the second time, but that's why Jake Ferguson could have 71 catches and have like 700 yards. Whereas Kyle Pitts as a rookie had 68 catches, but he had a thousand. Yeah. It's because he's fast. So, and I think that, for me, once you get past, because obviously Brock Bauer is super mega star. Do you have Jatavian Sanders in a tier of his own next, or, or is it kind of a? No, I have Jatavian Sanders, um, Ben Sinnott, Cade Stover, and Jaheim Bell all in the tier two. Yeah. Okay. Currently. So and Jaheim Bell, I'm gonna kind of put aside because he's he's to me like he's basically just 
a big wide receiver that is yes. tenant eligible, which I love, right? You know, and I we love for fantasy, especially his dual dual eligibility. Who knows? See if you, dude, ask Johnny Wilson if he's willing to play tight end. If you can ask one question for me, if you can ask one player one question for me, if ask Johnny Wilson, say if a team asked you to to convert to tight end, what would you would you consider it? All right, I wrote you, it down. All right, thank you. Yeah, Johnny Wilson, that's the guy because he's like six seven, dude, or six yeah. six six seven. He's a big boy, dude. He's like six, like two thirty five, two forty. Like that's one guy for me. It, tell him, tell him your buddy Coop is begging you to oh, convert the, to tight end. The tight end whisperer wants you to convert. <laughs> that's right, dude. But uh, but there is a big group of guys, and you named a few of them, especially like uh, uh, Ben Sennett. Like if he did, I say that right? Yeah. Okay. If he if he he could be the next. Cameron Braid, if he yeah. doesn't have enough speed and just kind of a, or Kylan Granson or Anthony Berkshire as like a part time guy, or if he's athletic enough and good enough, now he's gets a shot like Mike Gusecki got a shot to be yeah. a, a slot guy that plays. I mean, how do how do we get an Evan Ingram right? Because Evan Ingram's not that big, no. right? So there's a whole group there where I think f- the speed is going to matter if they're especially if they're going to be part time guys. The speed's going to matter. So. uh Excited. I'm sad. Sad that it is overrated, though. You're 100 percent right. It is. But and with technology, especially with technology now that we can track their speeds with pads on in games that Zebra Technology does and AWS is using, like we don't need 40 times as much. I know. I just I hate when they say like Sean McVay has kind of said it. The 49ers they said that's they that's how they found Brandon Ayuk. The GPS stuff, right? Yeah. GPS speed too. I don't know, man. I like the 40. And the other thing with the 40 time. Yeah, and the the other part is that you got guys like Devon Achan, and of course he is good, but he was also he also did track his entire life, and he did track in college. This guy's got his own spikes, right? He knows exactly how to get off. You know what I mean? Like that start is so important. The start is everything. I talked to a guy who runs a training school in Florida, and he said I get ten guys. He goes and I he ran track in college, and he was we were talking just walking back to my car the other day, and he said like he goes that's what we work on the most is the start. He goes because that'll make or break you it's not fair yeah exactly like these guys you know it, it isn't fair and you but know also, like why are, why are we making them do a track start can't we just like have them like line up like a running back like a lot like a wide receiver just start from there like, uh, like- <laughs> the same reason everything dumb is done dustin the answer yeah. is always because that's the way it's always that's been the done way it's always done yeah, yeah 100 that's the number i one i hate that but that is why things that's, never change yep. because that's the way it's always been done uh okay well let's get you out with one last question then what is the most underrated part of the combine the buzz in the room around players is the best part of the combine whether that's in the interview rooms whether that's in the stadium when something happens and you can hear other people talking about it so anthony richardson last year there was just a buzz when he worked out after he worked out you could hear other people talking about him the same thing with Zay Flowers, Andre Yosevash. Like there was a buzz, a, there was a noticeable buzz that you're hearing the names and conversations of other people are having, Ooh. and that's what's important. You hear that because that that builds, that starts to go. And so at last year, Anthony Richardson, they were doing the go routes, and the way it works is if a wide receiver drops it, they have an option for a second round. But the quarterbacks are just like whoever wants to throw, and it didn't look like he was going to. And everyone's like, you could just feel the anticipation in the in the dome of like, is he going to throw? Is he going to throw? Is he going to throw? And then all of a sudden he was like, yep. He was like, fine. I'll like. You could just see he knew everybody wanted. It was like, fine. I'll do it. And he chucked it. Everyone like the buzz around that was just like, he did it. He appeased fans. Like the buzz in the room and the buzz in Indianapolis on players is the most underrated part because 
the buzz you hear about players and going to teams matters. The buzz you hear from fans matters. Like that all matters into a player's uh, projections going forward. So that's the underrated part that we don't talk about enough. I love that, dude. I love it, man. And please let us know on Twitter. We'll be following you. The Done It 13, yep. D U N I T. Folks out there, if you want to take advantage of the buzz yourself and everything going on this weekend and the hype, you can get in on Dynasty, which is what we've been talking about. We've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We'll be talking about it up until the draft. And then, you know, we'll be doing a little bit of Dynasty stuff and then we get into best ball. But if you want to get involved, go to myffpc.com, use promo code COOP now. Uh, they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more of your first time depositor. And this is where you can get involved in this. There's two ways, really. You can do a startup draft, which is starting from blank and drafting uh, players, including the rookies this year, even before the draft. If you have a hunch uh, like our buddy uh, done it here, everything's in the show description. If you want to click the show description now and go check that out, use promo code Coop, or you can uh, go out and get an orphan team. Right. And with that is like people will leave leagues and then you can pick up their team. And that's equally fun because you'll have picks in this year's rookie draft and you could trade all the players you don't like, get them out of here for new picks to get new players and keep all the players you do like. So two ways to play over at myffpc.com. Use promo code COOP. You can hit the QR code here. You click the description. That's all set up. That's the best place to play. And again, they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more for the first time. Uh, Dustin, man, thank you so much, dude. I'm so excited to see it. every year. I kind of follow what you got going on because you know it's uh you're plugged in and you know how to look for the right stuff. So uh, it's it's a fun experience to to come and and get to see these players and interview coaches and it's you know it's something that I've I've watched the combine my whole life. So getting to do it in person has been great, and I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about it. And uh, well, I'm excited for this weekend. It's going to be fun. More players are showing up. They showed up yesterday and today, so we got more people coming in. So there's more people around, which just makes more buzz and. The buzz is building on certain players, so keep an eye out on you know your beat reporters, myself. Um, you can catch the me and Tristan for Dynasty Nerds are using the hashtag Combine Nerds twenty four. If you want to just okay. follow that, uh, that's a good hashtag. But there's plenty of people here who are just catching the buzz. Wendy's coming down this weekend, so there's lots of we're getting a little more fantasy into the combine, which I think is great too, because right. fantasy so, definitely makes the world go round. So now there's three things I want. Three things now that okay. I want. I want the question for Johnny Wilson. Okay. I want a picture of you and Wendy. All right. And I want a, if possible, daily buzz report, but at least okay. an update towards Friday or so. I want to know who's who's got the most buzz. Because, I mean, you dropped an Andre Yoskivash there, and it's like, you know, guys like that flying under the radar. T. Higgins, you don't know what's going to happen. I want to hear what people are saying about and these y- deeper cut guys. Yoskivash got some buzz uh, from his coach yesterday. So See what I'm saying, dude? All right, buzz report. Let's go. Buzz That's report. it for right. us. Thank you, guys. Dustin, you have fun out there. Thank you, guys, in the chat. Thank you, Matt, behind the glass. We're out of here. Cheers, everybody.